0: voice memos
1: podcast with jen and myron hey welcome to voice memos i am myron clifton and my co-host is jennifer so jennifer is a wonderful lady she's originally from wisconsin now in california flaming redhead with a beautiful big old dog named mojito that i call beast she's a great sister daughter and a great friend and uh, she is my co-host hey jennifer
0: Hello, hello. So nice that we're recording this because I get to save this and hear this over and over again, the compliments that you gave me.
1: So- I lied.
0: This is my friend and probably my bestest friend. I've known Myron over 20 years. He is a published author. He is an amazing writer, highly intelligent. And one thing that I can really tell you about him that stands out, is how he raises his daughter, Leah.
1: Yeah. Let's do this.
0: Okay, there's no list for anything. (laughs) Wow.
1: I don't know where my mystery list is coming from at this late stage of my life.
0: <laughs> I know. I don't think your tongue is too big for your mouth or your teeth are too big. So, I mean, I don't get it.
1: <laughs> That's what my girlfriend said. But anyway.
0: Um, <laughs> <Ba-dum-bum>.
1: <laughs> so we are celebrating our 20th show.
0: pew, 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 pew.
1: <laughs> you know what? All our critics said we would never make it. <clears throat>
0: <laughs> they, they didn't see us making it past five motherfuckers
1: you, know, number 20.
0: you you and I were talking about um you know 20th and you know there's a lot more conversation that you and I have specifically around we don't normally talk about things that we love in life we normally talk about things that we hate and I, <laughs> I talked to you about we should each create a list of all the 20 things that we hate in life. So I created a list and then I think I only, I, I think I got up to 15, but I think I'll go through mine and then okay. you can then add to it to make it 20.
1: Oh, I thought we were doing 28.
0: Oh, if you got to, if you got your 20, go.
1: <laughs> it took me five minutes.
0: <laughs> okay, then I need you to go. And then what we have to do is just, not say anything in between each of them. Just let it resonate for a minute.
1: Oh, I love that. Okay. So, so, so you want me to just list out the 20 things that I hate? Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so let me qualify this by saying these are the 20 things I hate after thinking about it for two days. <laughs> <laughs> I, I probably have a lot more, but you know what? These are the 20 that came to mind. Okay. So, okay. And so I'll do mine, and then what? You do yours.
0: Yep. We'll okay, come, we'll perfect. talk about yours for a minute and see if we okay. have any overlap.
1: Okay, perfect. So the first thing I hate is summer. <laughs> okay. Um, I hate lacrosse. Uh, I hate people in um, guests in restaurants who, when they serve after the server after they brought water, they delivered menus. They come to take your order and people who are not ready to make the order at that time. <laughs> I hate those people. I hate uh, people who speed on the freeways, <laughs> on the roads. I hate um, the TV show Friends.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Kelly. <Okay. laughs>
1: I hate Ed <Aunt> Sheeran, <laughs> the singer Ed Sheeran. I hate gas leaf blowers. yep. I hate Tom Brady. I hate painting. <laughs> you know what? House indoor chalkboard doesn't matter painting. Um I hate the entire Trump family, <laughs> including the kids, the spouses in-laws doesn't matter all of them
0: everyone no everyone. one is escaping
1: that not all of them um i hate i hate the history that is taught in schools because it 99 focuses on greece and rome <laughs> but what the fuck like what the absolute okay anyway uh, i hate the name declan This is amazing. So Again, um, I hate every single Batman movie. That I made mean, where that look. You know the Batman people are fanatics. I hate all the movies. I hate both Instagram and Facebook. Uh, I hate. Okay, I sort of have to explain this. I hate every movie that's set in a future where things have gone wrong. So whether it's zombies or um, blast because of viruses or whatever reason you have this dystopian uh, future, I hate the movies that no matter what happened, there's always a white guy in charge.
0: <laughs> yes. Okay, yes, okay.
1: And and every movie, those fuckers are the ones who cause whatever it is that caused the apocalypse.
0: And then become
1: the hero. Yes. As if those survivors would go, okay, we're gonna follow you. (laughs) No, no. Okay, anyway, I don't want to get into that. Okay. I hate to store Whole Foods.
0: (laughs) Okay.
1: They can eat my whole ass at Whole Foods. (laughs) I, I hate. Uh, I ain't being told what to buy. So you know how I don't have to explain this, but you know you, you may be missing like a, a microwave oven or some tennis shoes, and a friend or kid or partner will say you need to buy. Oh, uh, that's a good one. You know what? My grandfather used to have a saying: "Don't spend money out of my pocket." You <laughs> <I> know. <laughs> Okay, I don't want to explain that, but I ain't being told what to buy. Uh, (laughs) I hate, uh, I think, what was that? Uh, That might have been, let me see, that might be my 20. Is that 20 or 20? Um, Oh, the last one is sort of serious. I hate cancer.
0: Yeah, amen to that.
1: Yes. Okay, so, yeah, so very quickly, summer lacrosse. People aren't ready to order when the server arrives. Speeders, fantasy stories where in the future the white guys are the her- heroes. Friends TV show Ed Sheeran. Um, oh, I, okay, I have one more. But I said it at the end, ghastly blowers, Whole Foods being told what to buy. Tom Brady, the entire Trump family, painting history that's taught in school because it focuses on Greece and Rome too much. The Batman movies, the name Declan, Instagram and Facebook, and I forgot one. This was number nineteen. I have a neighbor at the corner of my block who um, they just moved in. I think they're renting a the house from the other. Day. Anyway, they have a truck that has a sticker that says Blue Lives Matter.
0: Oh, son of a bitch. I hate them. Yeah. Uh, and,
1: and then cancer. Cancer is my number 20. So that, that's my 20.
0: God. Okay. Those are good. I don't know if we have any really overlapping ones. So I'll go down my list. I hate warm water. When someone says you should drink warm water. <laughs> Screw you, pal. Give me the ice. Um, I hate when people stay in the fast lane going the speed limit. Get the fuck over.
1: Tell me you hate me about Prius.
0: Exactly. I'm flipping you off. Okay. I hate people that ride their bikes on the sidewalk and expect me to move for them when I'm walking. I legit
1: want to hit them. I legit want to hit them.
0: You have a whole fucking bike lane, pal. Use that.
1: Exactly. Get off the sidewalk, which is for a
0: It's a sidewalk. The word walk is in it, motherfucker. Okay. I hate people that walk their dogs when it's over 90 degrees.
1: Oh, that's a good one.
0: Yeah. I hate lists. So when someone <laughs> says, cream, give me a list, I'm like, fucking A, Somebody man. I, list a list. <laughs> I hate people that chew with their mouths open.
1: <laughs> talk. They talk. Food is everywhere. Talk.
0: Oh, my God. I hate the dentist. I hate people that cut their grass on the weekends at 7 fucking a.m.
1: Motherfuckers. The absolute worst.
0: The worst. I hate having to wait to get out of Costco. So you have to wait in line to leave the fucking store. Drives me crazy.
1: (laughs) Take it out. So you can buy another giant vat of mayonnaise.
0: (laughs) I already bought my shit. Let me out of this prison. Uh, I hate Karens, the bad kind. I Absolutely. Hate raci- I hate racists.
1: Yeah. yeah. I,
0: hate, I hate jury summons, jury duty summons.
1: <laughs> Good one.
0: You know what? There should just be a class in school that teaches you how to be a juror. And then those people are always on juries.
1: That's a great idea.
0: You know, um, I hate having to sign up with email on websites to get discounts. Like give uh, us your email before you get this 15 percent discount. I hate that.
1: Uh, the worst.
0: I hate cups that sweat. So like, if you have a glass and all the water is condensing on the outside, <laughs> I hate that.
1: I just throw the bottle against the wall. <laughs> I god, hate.
0: I hate. I hate that all my streaming services don't give me the full season on the first night.
1: Oh my god! This is not nineteen eighty six.
0: If I for that house of dragons i want the full fucking season if i want to binge it all night give it to
1: oh, me. Look, you know what look, okay i have to tag team on that because here's the other one on amazon prime you rent a movie and they're like you got 48 hours to watch this bitch and we're taking <laughs> it back like motherfucker, what are you doing i just paid <laughs> you now granted i only read it but are like $2.99 but still that's $2.99 <laughs>
0: It's like it's a VCR tape. They only have so many to go around. <laughs> no,
1: I'm like, what are you doing? Give me a year. I, I will watch it eventually.
0: <laughs> yes. Okay. I hate when people go to the express lane with more than 15 items.
1: Oh, you so you be you, you <laughs> be
0: like you be like doing counting. Exactly. I'm like looking over their shoulder. Wait, how many you got there? Uh, I hate when people say, Do you have anything else to say? And the person says no and then continues to talk. (laughs) (laughs) I hate when people brake their cars for no reason. So they're driving down the street and all of a sudden their brake lights come on. There's no one in front of them. There's no red light. They're just braking. Hate it. It I hate bike bike brews. I hate those fucking things where you have to pedal your way around town to go drinking at places. Hate bike brews.
1: Those things are, you know, we did one once. They are so annoying
0: annoying and you're sweating and then you're trying to get off and socialize with people and you're dripping sweat. No, 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 no.
1: Um,
0: My final one is I hate having to pay yearly car renewals. Like, I've Uh, already paid uh, for the car. Why am I paying for it again?
1: Forever.
0: Forever. (laughs) God damn. Okay, so that's my list. (laughs)
1: That's a good list. You know what? When you said people, what was one you just said? You said people who don't Yeah,
0: they say, hey, do you have anything else that you want to contribute to this meeting? And then they say no, and then continue to talk.
1: Uh, I hate, okay, I have one that's not related to work like that, but it's when someone asks you a question, like someone asks me a question, and then I answer it, (laughs) and then they say, are you sure? (laughs) I don't want to
0: slap you, that's how, that's what I'm sure about. (laughs)
1: I know. I'm like, well, I was very clear. Like you have, <laughs> I just answered this. Well, are you sure? well, I wouldn't have said that if I wasn't sure.
0: You know what would be fun when we get to our 30th? We'll each have 30 other outside of these that we hate because it comes up all the time. I hate pen caps. I, I mean, it's an unbelievable amount of things that I hate that we don't really always celebrate the things that we love. But That's man, oh, true. man.
1: You know what? I, I had I had more, and I'll I'll have this in my next one, but just as a little preview, I took it off this one because I, I got I got the twenty, but I hate the planet Mars.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't look very pretty.
1: <laughs> it's red. It's up there, but it takes fucking nine months to get there, and then you die. <laughs> like, That's a long suicide mission. There. You can spend like trillions of dollars. It takes nine to 12, seven to 12 months or something. I don't know, some shit like that. You can't even land there like you're a human on a rocket. And if you do, you're going to die anyway. You can't get back <laughs> here. It's like, we've been like, they talk about Mars as if it's something viable. We can't even get there. And if we do, we die. It's like, what the fuck I that is the a, Mars.
0: That is a dramatic suicide note. <laughs> I'm going to Mars, people. I love you so much. You have nine months to reach out to me. Oh, God. Sir, <laughs> speaking of funny uh, stories. So I had I had a, uh, my mom's birthday was this past weekend. And, you know, we, we talk about, she doesn't like celebrating. So we're celebrating this weekend. But my dad, my dad always gives my mom a card or some gift and vice versa when it's his birthday. So- <laughs> My dad goes to give my mom her birthday card and in the birthday card is $72. And she's like, oh, wow, this is nice. And he said, "Will you get it, you know, 72. And she's like, I'm, I'm 71. (laughs) So my dad says, give me back that dollar. (laughs)
1: He's not with that, buddy.
0: <laughs> Give me back that dollar. She's like, no, 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 I'm keeping it. But the way he said, she said, "Uh, I'm 71. He was so, he kept saying that he was thinking about how he's turning 72, but he's young. My mom is younger than my dad and my dad's already 71. So, oh my God, such a funny story because <clears throat> I always like, you know, we talked last time about your uncle and we always like to hear uncle stories. So my parents sometimes have those stories that crack me up. And that was definitely one of them.
1: It's so funny that he could have said, that's an advance on next year. <laughs> right. He could have made it like really loving and endearing. <laughs> <laughs> Give me back that dollar. <laughs> I'm gonna buy some penny candy. Like <laughs> what's he doing with that dollar in 2022. Oh
0: my god. <laughs> So you were saying last week that you had something because you told me to watch yeah. Tale uh, and then you said you had an uncle story, but I want to uh, hear the uh, uncle story.
1: Okay, so I have two. So one, so Uncle Bill. So Uncle Bill is the oldest of the two. He's he, he's the young, he's, um, uh, my mother's, had there were five siblings and she was the second oldest and my Uncle Bill was the third oldest. So it's sort of like my surrogate father. So so when I first told him that I, I had a new girlfriend, right? That was Danny. I don't think Elaine was my girlfriend. Like she was close to it, but I was finally ready to tell him about, about her. And so I sent them a text. Hey, you know, I got a girlfriend She's coming out here. I'd like you to meet her, this kind of deal. And I sent them a picture and I think I did it on, on Facebook or something like that or something like that. And he responded, has she seen you? And said <laughs> So I was like, "Well, yeah, you know, yeah, we're talking everything." He said, "She's too pretty for you. She catfishing you." <laughs> so then, when I saw this Manty Tale special on, on um, Netflix, Netflix, right? He was a, a big-time college football player at Notre Dame. Then he played in the NFL. But while he was at Notre Dame, he the the, doc, the documentary goes into great detail how he's one of the most famous catfishing victims like he was a victim of this guy back. he was hawaiian back in hawaii who took on a persona of this this really beautiful young lady that he stole someone's image off the internet and began catfishing um this this football player for years and it just turned into this major disaster and everything and the 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 netflix special is really worth watching it's only two episodes but it's just It's devastating, and he's the victim. But I linked that to my Uncle Bill because that's the only thing he knows about catfishing.
0: Is Manta Tail story?
1: (laughs) Is that story. But somehow, he linked me showing him a picture of their land, who's quite beautiful, that he was like, no, you're being catfished. Like, you couldn't get anybody that...
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. Without even thinking. Like, I mean he had no idea that his words actually made it sound like you were not attractive enough to yes. get a woman like that.
1: Yes. It just was brutal. I just, I, you know, that was the thing. that knows she's really real, you know? <laughs> okay. Okay. So that's Uncle Bill. So there's Uncle Vernon. So we were in Tahoe about, about a month ago. We were up there for a few days because Vernon's wife, her, she, her family owns a house up there. So we were going to, we went to breakfast, breakfast the next day. And, you know, there's always these restaurant adventures with, with Bongo Burnett. So he was undecided what he wanted to order. So, you know, I I have a very simple rule. If they have pancakes, I'm going to order pancakes, but there's a caveat. They have to have pure maple syrup. Like it's very simple. So if they have that, I always order that at a restaurant. If they don't, then I go, you know, salt and pepper kind of deal. So they had that, so I ordered that. Eliane ordered that, but she they had fruit compost. She ordered that. Um, Vernon's wife is vegan, so she ordered a vegan breakfast bowl. And Vernon was all confused. He didn't know what to do. He didn't know what he wanted. He was looking around. So finally he said, well, you know, I, I just want some, some, some crispy bacon and some you know, scrambled eggs and some toast or something like that. But he sort of ordered it a la carte but he didn't think he was ordering a la carte but he did order a la carte so then while we're waiting for the the meal to come he gets up and we're 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 seated we're seated out outdoors and he starts going around to other diners uh-huh. looking at looking at their their meals and asking them if it was good
0: <laughs> oh my god strangers
1: <laughs> Just strangers just random people sitting in the restaurant just it just, how was that? Yeah, how was the pancake? How was the egg? You know, how was that hash? It was whatever it was. And then he came back and didn't order any of that. Like, that, of I mean, So then when his meal comes, it's à la carte. There's a, a small little tray of bacon, a small little tray of eggs, a small little thing of toast or something. Now, they could have put that on one plate, but they didn't because I ordered it. So he said, well, I want this. Can you just put this on one plate? So they go away. Means i sitting, he's sitting there, so I go, You know, let me give him some pancakes. So I give him some of my pancakes, and then Ellie gives him some of her pancakes. I give him some bacon, and he's happy, like, Oh, this is wonderful! Oh, this is beautiful. You guys, I should order that. Da, da, da. So his meal finally comes. The eggs are now hard, you know, he's just dissatisfied. So the meal is over, walking out, and then he says, This is why I don't go to breakfast. The restaurant never gets it right.
0: <laughs> oh my god oh
1: my god oh my god
0: what the actual hell
1: yeah so you know what i thought it was almost like what you said about um you said about some kind of invention you had oh for jury duty like i could be the restaurant whisperer for people like you know just ask them a couple questions before they come in get them seated and say these are your two choices for what to eat Don't look at the rest of the menu. You don't want anything else in this menu. You want this or you want that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's actually a good idea. Like a a restaurant ordering assistant that can tell you all the, like they can ask you, like a saumonier, like a wine saumonier that tells you, here's the wine that pairs perfectly with your meal. You can say, here's the meal that that I would recommend based on. That's actually a good idea.
1: That's right. Because you don't like, you know, you don't like soft food. or You don't like, um, uh, white sauce, or you don't like meat, or you don't like um, noodles. You know, just all the random things people come up with that you know their preferences. Just okay, I'm gonna sort that out based on your preferences. These are the two meals that you're gonna like. This <laughs> oh, is this is your menu. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my that's god!
1: Little, that's my restaurant. That's the my my my, my uncle's restaurant. Uh, adventures are just next oh my God, level it's
0: nonstop.
1: um so what are you watching on tv
0: so i started okay so i finished oh house of dragons so i watched the first episode
1: oh
0: and i didn't realize that the that the preface of it is it's 172 years before the khaleesi so it's how the house of targaryen and the okay. the iron throne and how the targaryen queen came into play so actually it was pretty violent you know there's a lot of horse scenes and anytime there's horses i always feel so bad for the horse like a, as an exploitation piece but i will say that i'm in super impressed with just uh the storyline the acting what i do not like is that things have to be filmed in darkness like i have to turn off oh, all my lights my to watch it.
1: Tell me they didn't do that again. They did it. Good god. They
0: did Ugh. it. There's some scenes that are not, right? So daytime but at night or if there's a fight, you don't see shit. That
1: Drives me crazy. Work. Why do they do that?
0: I don't know, but I'm telling you it is insane, you know, they, but I'm still going to you know, watch it. Right. And they always,
1: they always have these like weird the superiority artistic reasons like, oh, if you view it in this ratio with this, with that, then it's like a movie theater experience. I'm like, bitch, we are not at the theater. We're exactly. In my and I got windows and light comes through the window. Like, figure it out.
0: Yeah, that no way. And you know what? I, I don't need the artistic view. I need the story. So I don't care if you're an artist and you're trying to like make me feel like I'm in the moment. I don't want to be in the moment. I want to watch the action.
1: Right, exactly. So I don't, don't want to think I don't want to think I'm in some fantasy world where dragons are gonna breathe on me. Like I <laughs> like I wanna see it. Like, it, it. Television is a visual medium. Let me see it.
0: <laughs> so annoyed. So that I mean, so that was really good. I was super impressed. Of course, I'm watching Big Brother, uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta is super spicy this season. And oh, I wait, just started on,
1: wait, wait, wait. On, on, go back to Big Brother, because you know I've been mean, seeing that controversy. I'm not watching it, but I've been following the controversy about that one guy. So is it really controversy? Like, is it really happening? Is you it like happening with something like that?
0: <clears throat> you know, last season, for anybody, that this isn't a spoiler alert, because if you didn't watch last season, it's it sucks up to you. Last season, they developed the cookout, which was all Black uh, uh, allies. They all got together, right? Yeah. And the cookout, they dominated the fucking, it was the greatest, it was the first uh, Black man black individual to win big brother they Hi. all made it there was five of them they called themselves a the cookout which was a great fucking name and then so this year <clears throat> there is the leftovers so there's seven people that are established as what they call themselves the leftovers which were people that were not part of an alliance so they That's all got funny. together and did their own alliance well okay. kyle had one conversation with britney which is a which is a white girl Why and the kyle? that com- that yeah that conversation was well, do you think that they're they're following suit with what the leftovers are?
1: Oh, okay, okay.
0: So it wasn't as if we should be a white, you know, we should dominate and come together as a white team. It was more, do you think from a strategy perspective, should we be concerned that there's going to be another cookout version? And uh, okay. Brittany was, she was taken back by it a little bit. I don't think she was offended or anything related to that she was probably more thought the process of like, I never thought of that angle before. So there wasn't, and that was one episode. It was like five minutes that they talked about it. Uh, Uh, It didn't didn't continue on to anything else. He never said anything about forming an all white alliance. Now I do not watch the big brother after dark. So big brother streams 24 seven and those cameras are all on. So you can listen to conversation all day long. So in uh, that element, there could have been more dialogue that happened. I just didn't hear it.
1: Oh, gotcha. Okay, yeah. okay. Is it so? How many people are left now?
0: So I think it's down to ten, maybe. Wait, oh, there's. Okay. I think there's. Yeah, there's ten left. There's a double elimination coming this week. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's good. I think they're doing. I they stopped the live streams because apparently, so they split up the teams. It's this is a whole like. Big Brother Festival, like Brochella, you know, Coachella and all that. So okay. this week, half the team was put outside and half the team inside. And so oh they didn't take into consideration that there are people that are on the other side of the wall. And they were sh- they were yelling stuff over the wall while those contestants were playing the game outside. <laughs>
1: Wait, so did they have to sleep outside and every day?
0: Yeah, they had to sleep outside, eat outside, yeah. shower outside. So Uh, Big Brother stopped the live streams. It's been like 24 hours because I think they're trying to scramble to figure out because you're not supposed to have any contact with the outside world in Big Brother.
1: uh, Oh, oh, right. So people, you mean, so just people out in real life? Yes. They've come on the other, they've
0: come on the wall, on the other side of the wall and screaming stuff like, Kyle is a liar.
1: That is hilarious.
0: Yep. So there you go um so i'm that's i think oh and i started one i'm on the first episode i'm going to give it a little shot it's on apple tv it's called bad sisters
1: oh i saw the ad for that
0: yeah so it's five sisters and one of the sisters has a husband that they call the prick and he's dead in the first episode so i and it's i, I think it's in ireland uh because of the accents i think it's ireland they haven't really said but um so far so good the one of the girls in there the only actress I know was in that show called um, behind her eyes do you remember that show behind uh, her eyes huh. where the ending you would have never guessed it um, you I can't even say it on here because I don't want to ruin it but she was in she was the main character in that show and I recognized her in this one so I'll let you guys know how it goes next week. Uh, how are, what are you watching?
1: um well i have um the game of thrones on hold i'm gonna watch that with um and so i'm waiting for that <laughs> but i i just i finished a series called paper girls on amazon prime oh
0: how was
1: that it's really good okay it's like a really low key, a lower key version not version but um they're literally these paper girls they're all about 12 13 or 14 almost like those stranger kid things but it's four maybe five girls and it seemed like they're just gonna have some you know some coming of age adventures and all of a sudden something happens and they get transported to the future and but it's really like low-key it's not like this big special effects or anything and then they just have these adventures where they're trying to get home but there's a lot of stuff happening with their future selves. That they try to meet and just some weird stuff happening. And you're just following along. These girls that they're just discovering life and they're trying to grow up and they have all these issues. And it's really good. Okay. Like it's surprisingly good. Um, so I it's I think it's only like seven episodes or something, but it was really good. So I just finished out on Amazon and I started um a, two different shows on Netflix, one called um I think so. At the mirror, or in the mirror, or something. It's with that lady Michelle Mahanigan. I think is her name.
0: Oh, the lady and, in the mirror, or something. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's it. And so she, there are, t- she's a twin, and she and her twin. The premise of the show is she and her twin uh, switch places now and then, and to live each other's lives. They they live completely different lives, and they switch places every now and then. And she gets to notice that. The one of the twins has disappeared. And oh. so she has to go home to where that twin lives to try to figure out what's happened because they switched places. And so that's her life that the twin disappeared from. Wow, so That's the premise. So I watched an episode and it's, it's pretty, it's sort of bonkers, but it's pretty good. And then I started a series called echoes and that's also oh. on Netflix. I don't know if you'll watch this. it's, It's Spanish language. Nope. So you got to read it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) If if it's not drug related like narcos, nope.
1: (laughs) It is. I watched one episode. I made a mistake of watching it uh, late at night by myself. And it is horrifying. Like horrifying. And the premise is, I think they're high school, but it may be college. But they go away for like a senior trip. I think they are high school. They go away for like a senior trip and they go into the mountains. And on their way back, they encounter this fog and an accident happens. And there's just some, real, that I, the fog is frightening. Like what what they can sort of see in the fog is frightening. And then when they wake up, this the, this one character is trying to piece together what happens. So it's sort of in flashback, but all of it is horror. It is, and it is, it's scary.
0: Bonkers, okay, okay.
1: Okay. So, so yeah, so that's what I'm like. I haven't finished the um the uh the old man yet.
0: Oh, it's so good.
1: So I think I'm about halfway. I'm gonna to try to finish that this week. And then I started No Murder in the Building or something. Like what Oh, I started
0: that? that too. No murderers in the Building, because everybody yeah. said it was pretty good.
1: You know what? I, I think I watched maybe two or three episodes. It's pretty funny.
0: I mean, the dynamic, I guess if you like. Because I love Grace, uh, Frankie and Grace on or Grace and Frankie on Netflix. I mean, one of the funniest shows out there. I cannot. Everybody I refer to just is sending me blurbs and and clippings from it. You know, because they're laughing so hard at it. And this is similar because both Martin Short and um, Steve Martin are older, and so the dynamic dynamic they have as comedians is so good. Their one-liners are really good. And Selena Gomez doesn't do such a bad job either.
1: She's not too bad. And you know what? There there was a scene, I think it's in episode one. And Martin Short is funny. Like I always found that guy funny, like weirdly funny. And there's a scene in episode one, he gets in the elevator and and the Steve Martin character is there. And I don't know if they know each other, but maybe they like just got introduced or something like that. And and Martin Short looks over at Steve Martin and says, Oh, your makeup is really good. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's Steve Martin. Steve Martin goes, I'm not wearing any makeup. <laughs> and then Mark Stewart goes, Okay, well, neither am I. <laughs> yes. yes. I died. I was like, wait a minute. I, I played it back and I thought, was scripted or something? But Mark Stewart is so funny, man. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's really, it's really funny. I have to say that it's, it's one of those shows that you will remember the one lines but then you try to remember them but there's so many that you just get you just you're laughing at it the entire time so there's yeah. not that was that was one good call out to that yeah. about the makeup i remember seeing
1: it. yeah that, that, that was so I, you know i'm telling you I, I i played that scene like three or four times and i honestly think they just ad lib that i don't even think that would have been a scrap martin, martin shortage is a crazy little man like that
0: um, <laughs> and i'm not either.
1: And then for movies, I just watched, because you know I've, I've been doing a lot of writing lately. Sometimes when I'm when I'm at home alone, and I'm writing. I put a horror movie on in the background, right? So Paramount Plus has this movie called The Orphan, which is part two of a movie that came out some years ago about this orphan girl who is not who the family thinks she is. She's a she's a murderer, right? She just murders everybody. But somehow they decided to make a part two. It was a really terrible movie, but it was fun a little horror movie. And the girl is now, they get her out of an insane asylum, or she escapes out of insane asylum, and she is 30. But she's playing like she's 12 or 13. What? Yes. and And the movie has so many funny, unintentionally funny scenes because... It's like they have her standing in a hole in the ground while everyone else is talking to her, so she looks really little. Oh my god! (laughs) And it's hilarious. And the mother in this movie is Julia Stiles. Like, oh my god, (laughs) she's the mother, and she's like, "Wait a minute, you're not thirteen; you're a thirty year old dwarf or something." (laughs) I die!
0: I die! oh lordy man I, I it's good that we've got some good tv to watch and i saw if you didn't see the opening of house of dragons hod is how i'm calling it um that there, uh, they show a bunch of series and limited series that are going to be coming and a lot of them look really good so that's kind of exciting for hbo because hbo after not having hacks or you know hacks being done and um and what's the other one that I really, You've Euf- uh, Euphoria, since those aren't on right now, they don't really have anything outside of now currently House of Dragons. So it'll be interesting right. to add some really good TV to that. But again, we won't get those motherfuckers all at once. You only get one episode a week.
1: Oh, that's so stupid. That is so stupid. That's so stupid. Because then you're like, well, do I wait for everything? Or, but then you can't avoid spoilers.
0: Exactly. Exactly. You know?
1: it's like why would they do that cuz it's just like i got to make time you know every week you know in, in a specific set of hours to just watch your stupid show
0: it's it's ridiculous so I, you know my plea to everybody that's listening is that reach out reach out to all your streamers and demand the full season
1: <laughs> that's so funny hey did you watch um did you watch are you updated on westworld
0: I stopped watching it after last season. I, last I watched season was weird, huh? Yeah, I watched the first two, and I was super intrigued. And then, you know, they took over. And then after they went out into the real world, I just stopped watching. I, I could not get into
1: it. It just was so, I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. Exactly what you just said. I watched it. I was trying to be interested. And then it got really weird. And I thought, well, maybe I'll come back to it. And now... There's a whole new season out there. I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I'll ever go back to it. It just, they sort of lost me.
0: Yeah, they lost me. They jumped the shark. You know, that whole, (laughs) the phrase. So jump the shark where that originated. I don't know if you know this or not, but you know, Happy Days and Happy Days was on for many, many years. And there was an episode where Fonzarelli um, was jumping over a shark. And that's (laughs) the moment they said like, that's when Happy Days just went shitty. So now shows always refer back to jumping the shark. Like you got to a point now where you should have probably just ended ended the series rather than kept going.
1: You should have, happy days should not have had Arthur Fonzarelli jet ski jumping over a shark. No. like that was what 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 were they thinking?
0: <laughs> they weren't, and <laughs> and so and you you know, think about those old shows like um, Gilligan and. Yeah. Oh, how did people get on how did, How did their how were their other castaways and then other castaways got saved but they never did
1: <laughs> <laughs> they I were mean, always I, like the island of misfit Toys just left behind yeah, <laughs> like, so weird yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> you know you can watch old episodes of Gillian's I think on Hulu and wow. I watched an episode of the Brady Bunch from the first season
0: Damn.
1: from the Brady Bunch and they were still sort of merging the families and they were going to go camping and uh, Mike and the boys were all ready to go and then Mike had to have a talk with the boys to let them know that Carol and the girls are going to go as well <laughs> and the boys are mad because girls don't camp they don't know what to do and so, and so they had like family moment so they decided they're gonna go and then so they load up the car and the station wagon and ready to go and then the girls come out and they are in all these little outfits and everything and they have luggage and suitcases <laughs> Greg and the boys are mad because they don't have like because they have luggage you know that was it they have luggage so then so then they get to the campsite and the boys set up their tent and Carol and the girls are having problems setting up their tent, and the boys are laughing like, "Ah, you know, girls can't do that, and stuff." And so Mike sort of talks to them again because they're all Boy Scouts, and then they go help them, right? So then later, um, they want to have a meal, and Carol says, "Well, I brought I brought food." And then the boys are like, "Dad, we have to we're we're outdoors. We have to live off the land. We got to go fishing." So so Mike is like, "Yeah, well, let's go fishing." So then the girls go, well, we're going to go fishing too. And then the boys are all mad. So then they go fishing anyway. And then after a while, they come back, you know, two at a time. Like the two little ones, the middle ones, and old ones. And in each case, they didn't catch a fish because either the girl was too loud, the girl fell, or the girl dropped her pole. Right? So they all come back, and now they're all feeling all sorry for themselves or mad at the girls. And then Carol goes... Well, I brought lunch. Here it is, and it's fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> and then the boys like, well, "We're not going to eat that because, you know, we don't eat home food when we're camping." And the girls are like, "Okay, we're going to just dig in." So the girls start eating. It's all looking good. And finally, Greg, the leader, goes, "I'm not going to sit here and starve. I'm going to eat too." So then they all dive in, and you know, Carol sort of saves the day for them, and then they're a big happy family. <laughs>
0: that is, that's the, that's that TV. I mean, and we would be enthralled in it. I mean, that's the only right. time we come from outside is to watch the Brady Bunch.
1: Right. It was like 22, 24 minutes of just bliss. Like it, it was, it was so perfect. And like, you didn't even look at like, you know, all the little, the little social and gender issues with it. It's just that it was mellow. There was a tiny little situation and then some comedy, and it was all wrapped up and resolved, and everybody loved themselves, loved each other at the end. Wholesome. <laughs> it, was so good. it was so good. And Mike, you know, Mike standing there hugging his wife at the end, because they proud that, you know, they
0: <laughs> You know, also, you and I don't have to, we didn't have to really think about this. If we um some of the things you and I last week talked about POTUS and all the great things that the Biden administration is doing and Kamala's doing that have just, I mean, you can. there's a long list. And we shared some of those last week. What we don't have to, what we don't have to get relief from is school loan debt. But did you see the new, it's that, what is, what, how many billions of dollars has Biden now, based on his campaign promises, has he given back to students of college?
1: So it's about $35 billion in debt, student debt relief so far. And then what he announced, and that's because there are a lot of government programs for debt for um where you can get loans and things for school, but there were also a bunch of shady loan factories. So the first thing they focused on over the past couple of years was eliminating all the debt, all the debt associated with those shady loan factories, right? Those the, the those loan companies that prey on people. So they eliminated almost all of that. Wow. And then today what they just what he just announced was and this was part of his campaign promise, it it was or it is um uh $10,000 in student loan debt as long as you earn less than $125,000 a year. And then in addition to that, you know, there are Pell grants that people are getting even though those are grants if you didn't meet the if you didn't meet the um the uh, requirements of your degree then you had to pay them back. Well, he's relieved that up to twenty thousand dollars. And the effect wow. of those two moves right there, just the effect of those two moves that eliminates 13 percent of the debt that people have. Like just like that of, of student debt. That's a whole 13 percent by itself. Now, now what's what's also significant about that, they eliminated the interest on some of the debt, some other debt. And they've done a few, there's like 10 components to what they were announced today. And it it immediately just puts money back in people's pockets. And it, and, and it just, it's remarkable. It's remarkable, right? Because look, I don't have any college debt. Well, I didn't go to college. I don't have any college debt. But I am not mad that people who do have college debt are getting some relief. I agree. But My sister's I mean,
0: one of them. She's, she's one of them. She's been paying on student loans since she's been out of school and I think that's 20 years now or, you know, 15 years. Uh So on top of, you know, of course, during COVID, they did the, you know, stop payment plan. You didn't accrue interest, but all of that continued. So I think if you're, it it just goes to show you that college can be free. I don't understand why it can't be, right? right.
1: That's the thing. It should be, it should be free. Um, What we call higher education should not be limited to only people who can afford it. Right, like that, that shouldn't be the case because it because we know not just we but the entire world knows that with education comes advances in society overall it comes better um, health care, better income, stronger families everything a lot, not everything but a lot comes from that. So why would we restrict that? It just it makes no sense. so so getting off from under the debt is major. But then you have to have some long term um, reform for that because it shouldn't be it it shouldn't be like that. You know, I was looking through it today. And so is it 10,000 and 20,000 plus? There is a they're going to cap the repayment for um, some undergrads at five percent. And then, yeah, they're going to raise the discretionary exemption exemption at 225 percent of poverty level, meaning even though most of these will help people that are poor because. Poor people tend to have the most loans because they're poor. Ta-da! Right. right, but it also goes above that, so you tap into middle class people who also um, will get debt relief, and then it's going to forgive all balances that are less than twenty, that are less than twelve thousand dollars after ten years, right? So if it if it's same as eleven thousand dollars, but you've been paying for ten years, it gets erased.
0: Wow.
1: Then wow. they're no longer going to. Um, accrue interest on the debt I mean this is this it's like you're talking billions of dollars just gone Never well thought.
0: I mean you got you got this president making major moves than most in in history some of the stuff is the best that any president's done um and then you got the other president who was raided by the FBI and now is representing himself did you see that?
1: I, you know, you know. There's that old saying: um, attorneys um, same one for doctors, but it, any any person any attorney who represents himself has a fool for an attorney. <laughs> but, and look, look, we we're not even being mean. We've we've listened to that guy talk. We've seen him. We know he's stupid. Like we, right. we. And there is no way in hell that that man can represent himself.
0: I can't believe that people around him are allowing to do that. It's, it's sort of this disbelief. It's, it's what you sent me the other day, right? That tweet that Ivanka posted about being number one on Amazon for uh, Jared book. And someone said, go water your mother. Uh, You know what, if you dig into that, those books, the number, she, he's number one in like a category called um, uh, something um, politics, something or other. And there's only three other books in that category.
1: <laughs> you know so, what? Because so, like, Amazon is so big, you could have a very specific title that they will like they've done it for my books. Like I've released books and they say, Hey, on your release day, your book was number 13 in this title, in this category. And I would go, because you 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 select categories where your book have where your book is linked to a particular interest, like crime, politics, you know, fantasy, urban thriller, whatever. You, you can pick categories where you want your book to be listed. And, and if you do well in that category, they will tell you, hey, for all the books released in the last month in this category, yours is ranked this or something like that. And you can, like you're saying, you can see, well, how many books are in that category? His category is so specific. There are only three books.
0: And one was Machiavelli. One was like Machiavelli. Like, <laughs> I mean, you can't be putting you can't be putting it on the internet and, and think that us Americans are stupid that we're not gonna go look and say, well, wait a minute, I don't see that as number one, but you know what? Let me check it out. Bitch, I had a I had to go and dig into the trenches at the category that he was under.
1: That is hilarious, right? You can't just put that on the internet and say, "Oh, my my criminal husband's book is number one on Amazon." Like, yeah. like, like. Look, look. I'm a nobody. If I put that on my social media feed, even the people that follow me, who are nobodies, would find that out. Right? <laughs> you can't be the, the 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 daughter of the former president is found some BS like that. <laughs>
0: oh my! God. Oh, you know it's it's funny how you and I will have conversations in regards to just politics and you share a lot of stuff with me. And if I find anything, I try to do the same for you. we had a a friend of ours, Peg slash Marg, send us a TikTok video of, you know, in regards to, um, you know, white supremacy and and justification of white people um, that the reason why is, Trump came along and said, or other people came along and said, you're not pretty or something like that. And yeah. you came back and gave a little bit of information. And, and I know that we're limited on time today, too. But I think the, the conversation and something that I'm trying to learn a little bit more about was Southern strategy, right? I know mm-hmm. that you talked a little bit about Southern strategy. And uh, it, it was at, in 1965 when the Civil Rights Act was passed I think I'd like to dig deeper into that to explain because what you do and what have all you've always done and what I respect is that you dumb it down right you're not you're not trying to hide behind words you're actually just saying here's the facts and you always t- you always share it in a relatable context right so
1: yeah that was a good conversation we had that re- I really was and you know what because I think I think what gets missed in like mass media is well a our country's not good at teaching history right whether it's Recent, because 1965, I was one year old, so I was literally born right at that Right, so it's not like it's past history, but but the, the the conversation we were having was during much of the first half of the 20th century that Democrats and Republicans were pretty even on their support uh, from white voters, and not only that, but a significant portion of black voters were Republican. And then with the passage of the Civil Rights. Act um, voting rights, it was just voting rights. And we say civil rights, but it was just the right for Black people to vote, right? Um, which was passed in 65 by Lyndon Johnson. The response to that was uh, what was called the Southern Strategy, created by Lee Atwater, who was part of Richard Nixon's campaign. And it was to get specifically to Southern whites. But it has happened, it continues now for whites all over the country. But it's to make Southern whites um, angry at black voters, at black people, and so, so they take them away from the Democratic Party. And what they would tell them was, and what Lee Atwater said, well, we can't, we can no longer just say inward, inward, inward. So we code it, and we say things like um, crime, violence, welfare, drugs. yeah, drugs. We say these things that we know that, and we show. Pictures of black people, so we know they're going to associate it with that. So no matter how bad the southern white voters have it, we want them to not associate their plight with black people's plight, even though it's a lot of it's the same issues, right? It's the same issues, and so ever since that was enacted, that white voters left the Democratic Party um, in droves, and so since uh, since Nixon. Uh, one in 72 white voters as a majority have only have voted for Republican uh, presidential candidates as a majority white men at the highest around 86 percent and white women uh, between 53 and 60 percent have voted for white uh, for for the Republican Party and so how that has changed today you won't hear you still hear uh the violence part what about Chicago even though Chicago is not the most violent city in America, Republican cities are, but they throw it out because white people associate that with black people. And they'll say, What about the border? Right. It's just um to, to create fear with, with white voters. And, and then they that merged into, well, white people vote for Republican Republicans because of economic anxiety, right? Or they stormed the Capitol because they were worried about um, the economy. And they're not making as much money as their parents and grandparents. So they code it around, well, economic anxiety and stuff like that. But really, that's not what it is. It's just white grievance. And it's just that in America, typically, the Republican voting base, which is almost almost all white people, they vote not just to help themselves, the primary reason they vote Republican is to harm somebody else. It, wow. that, that is the number one reason. And so you could call it a lot of things, white grievance, right, white, white pushback, um, classism. White classism, but it all comes down to racism. Racism girds all that. That is the foundation for all of that. And in America, you just can't, well, you can, but the average white person doesn't want to hear that like they don't want to hear that because they have like if you take your parents who are in their 70s right and so they've they've lived through a lot and they're from wisconsin they've seen a lot and they lived through a lot and and your parents are democratic voters but say they were republican voters well maybe they didn't maybe they don't they don't have to use your parents they're just any older white voters maybe they don't day-to-day think, I hate Black people, Latino people, poor people, maybe they don't think that day-to-day. But they think, I'm gonna vote for the Republican Party because the Republican Party, what they'll say is, oh, it's better for the economy, it's better, better for the military. And even though you can show that that is not true based on facts, it still is what is hanging over people's minds when they vote. Republican, when it's really the, the, the fear of confronting why you're doing that you're voting that to harm someone else and it is the, it is the parallel and it it's the it is the exact opposite of the democratic party now they're not perfect but the democrats like to say they're a big tent so they try to help everybody but sometimes you try to help everybody you tend to make people mad right, right. because like like these these loans people there are people who went to law school and medical school they may have 250 three hundred thousand dollars worth of loans which I think they're stupid for having that, but okay, that's that's the system they bought into. And if they and they're all making more than one hundred twenty five thousand dollars a year, they're not going to get any relief, right? And they're, and they're mad about it. And you go, well, but these people at the bottom end, they needed more because they can't pay light bills and and you know car notes or rent and things like that. They needed more, so. You get this whole thing with Democrats trying to help everybody, but you can't help everybody, but you help as many as you can. But Republicans will say, our, our motto is we don't want to help anybody.
0: Yes.
1: Like you can complain about getting 10,000, but you know what you're going to get with Republicans? Zero thousand. And so, zero thousand. Have, yeah, you have this whole party that's built on what's called white grievance that we don't want to help anybody. And specifically, if Black people are getting anything, then it's wrong and we need to change the laws. And, that wow. is, and that's something that America, that generally Americans need to self-interrogate themselves about. But it's, our, our country is built on not looking inward like that. Like we don't even, Republicans don't even want Black history taught. They don't want Black history taught. Like they don't even want it. they're taking, they, uh, they are banning books that, are just basic books, the Diary of Anne Frank, the history of the civil rights movement. They're taking pictures of Dr. King out of of schools in Florida. It's like, what about this makes you fearful and makes you wanna take that extreme action? Yeah, And it's just race, that's all it is, it's just race.
0: Crazy. I mean, this is a discussion we can have for, I know we go, we go shallow and we very shallow on a very important subject. So I think we should touch on it again next week, just to finish the conversation. Cause you know, you pu- you published your magazine at your um.com.
1: Yeah.
0: And in there was a book uh, that I purchased uh white allies, I think that was the title of it. So I'm excited yeah. to get that. And maybe yeah, I'll have some,
1: it's just I'm sorry to interrupt you. She's a, um, I think she's a professor or maybe she's in a doctor. Program, but anyway, but uh, the White Allies Handbook. And uh, she's a very she's a very good writer. She's a very good writer. And she and she breaks down on the whole idea of allyship and what it means and how it looks in real life, as opposed to putting BLM in your bio. Like that's not allyship. It's it's different things. So anyway, yeah, her book. Um, I recommend her book as well. I have it here, and I've started, but I I need to finish it.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to get that. I think it's a good conversation just to have in general because you, for those that don't know us, you're black and I'm white. So this this discussion um, allows. I get to share some of the insights that I have from my perspective and I I just soak in the information that you give me from yours. And I want to be an ally. And I, I know that just reposting something or saying that this isn't right is not um is not really the movement piece that I need to be achieving. So I'm excited to get that book to see how I can actually use my white privilege to shake things up or move the needle in regards to racism. So I'm excited to get that book. Um
1: the magazine, I, I just started doing that a couple of months ago, is reaching out to um, authors um, who have new books and seeing if I can get their books um, advertised in my magazine. And I'm doing it for free. Like, I'm giving them free advertisement. And so um, her book is there. On uh, The guy who is in charge of this radio network, Greg Howard, his new book is there. Um, and there is there's a couple more. But, yeah, take a look at those. I'm going to try to keep having those every month in, in the magazine
0: awesome and so i appreciate today's dialogue it was our 20th episode i hope most yeah. of you hated everything that we hated because that makes me feel special
1: <laughs> for our 30th show we're gonna have 30 new ones because we hate a lot
0: <laughs> i thought about 30 just on this conversation
1: <laughs> i hate so much but air steering is probably my <laughs>
0: Every time. And you know what? You hate white people that look the same. Every time you send me actors and you say, aren't these all the same guy? And they're like Jared Leto. They're, they're Jake guy. Gyllenhaal.
1: <laughs> Hollywood really needs to stop doing that. Like they get that same, that same guy. And they just need to break out and get different shaped head, different color <laughs> hair, different ages, different weight, like same job.
0: <laughs> you sent me, I'll never forget the picture you sent me. It was Jake Gyllenhaal, Chris Pratt, uh Jared Leto, and I forget the other person. And you said, aren't these all the same? See
1: <laughs> those you know, guys in movies? I'm just like, well, it's that guy. It's that one guy.
0: <laughs> oh my God. What a fun show today. I, I love, I love being able to do these with you. And um I, you can find me at Jen Manland and Veg on Instagram, or Redheaded Vegan on Twitter, or Big Button a Smile on TikTok. I don't really post much on TikTok, but I'm there if you want to see what's there. And Myron, where can people find you?
1: Um, find me on Twitter at Myron J. Clifton um, on Twitter, and um, my website dearding.com. I'm on Medium as Myron Clifton. My Amazon authors page, where all my books um, are, and um, Instagram and and Facebook, both of whom I hate, but I'm there, Uh, my name or Dear Dean. And then subscribe to my magazine. It's a digital magazine. It comes out once a month. It's free. And I have articles and contributors from all over the country. Um, We try to cover or give a voice to um, women, the LGBTQI community, and other minorities. And we cover a wide range of topics. And it's free. No, no cost to because I think some writing and political commentary and so forth should I'll be free. And so it is.
0: Awesome. And I thank you for this week and I look forward to (laughs) touching base with you next week.
1: See you later, Jen.
0: Blah out.